Hello everyone, welcome to Kill the Cast. My name is Jerry, and as always I am joined by the ever-quotable Jay. I'm the Charles Manson of the digital age. Say it again in Japanese. I nope. I tried that that one episode, and I don't know how well it worked out. So we're going with the English. Okay. Speaking of English, uh, the Silent Hill biker himself, Kenneth, is also here. Yeah, always again. Woohoo! Weird fucking movie. And making a triumphant uh, return from Terrifier. Uh, she's going to get into the thick of it with us. We've got Heather from Canada. Hi guys, thanks for having me back. I've got something thick. <laughs> but is it from Canada? Style. Mm. You know what? I could see Jay going as Canadian Bacon as a porn name. <laughs> that'd be a great porn name. I'm yeah, in. That'd be awesome. Canadian Bacon's fucking gross, but whatever. <laughs> it's just ham. I don't like ham. I'm not putting ham in my mouth. And actually, if you go to Canada, you order bacon, you just get regular bacon. Yeah, you, you don't get ham, Jerry. You would just get regular That's bacon. That's fine. I like regular bacon as long as it's crispy. I don't like I don't like a lot of fat. I want that shit crisp. I need, I need some fucking... blackness. What the Sorry, hell? guys. That's my dog. Okay, he likes bacon club. also. We're going to put some <laughs> headphones on the dog. All right, we'll have the dog in here so we can interview him. What's the dog's name? The dog's name is Mickey. Mickey. Presenting Canadian Mickey. Mickey, you are the best doggo, but you have to stop barking. Okay. Oh, he did. He listened to you. Look at that. Yes, and dogs know to respect me because I have cats. Uh, (laughs) So. Probably one. Yeah. Shit, I don't want to mess with that. All right, here we go. Jay, what have you been up to? Uh, Well, I have some awesome news, actually. Um, so I asked for a raise at my full-time job and they said, yes. So I quit Walmart this morning. I've got one week left and then I am only working one job. Nice. My so nipples are hopefully erect. some, uh, some dedication to the YouTube channel is, uh, coming up in the, the future here. Um, I also have a Freddie and Jason half sleeve planned. It was supposed to be tomorrow, but something happened to my artist and he's got a not be there. So next Sunday, I will uh, be spending four hours in the chair to get this thing jump-started. Very cool. Dope. All right. Uh, Kenneth, what have you been up to? Nothing. All <laughs> right. Heather, what have you been up to? <laughs> well, I watched this really uh, fucked-up movie as well, which is actually why I wanted to come on and talk about it, because it, just like Kenneth, it actually messed with me quite a bit, and I thought about it for a long time afterwards. And I've just been going to some art festivals and torturing myself with my grad school I decided to go back to school for. So this is a nice break to be able to chat with you gentlemen tonight. Oh, what are you going to uh, school for? Does it happen to be about suicide? Um, not yet, but I feel like that subject could come up because I'm doing my master's in education and yeah, I, there's a lot of people that kill themselves at universities. So who knows? That I is wonder true. why. Uh, because of well wait Gee, how hey, that be? hold up question in Canada is y'all's like uh, tuition an issue like it is in here like do people put themselves in like $20,000 worth of debt for one semester of school in like in America um, yes no so I actually do work at a university um, and the government pays half the tuition and you pay the other half if you're a Canadian citizen or a permanent residence 
And it's roughly anywhere between 4,000 to 8,000 a year, depending what program you do. And we have something in Ontario called OSAP. So students who can't afford school can apply for loans and they don't have to pay off those loans until they graduate and they get like six months of interest free. But even then the cost of school is still expensive. So there's some students that even with OSAP and bursaries and stuff, they still can't afford to go to school. So you just you said that you pay four to eight thousand dollars a year or a semester? A year. A year. Okay. I paid twenty seven thousand dollars for nine months. Oh my God. What did you do, Kenneth? Learning how to work on Harleys. Wow. This is America, so that is not his profession. So Kenneth, I'm (laughs) gonna say something to you that's probably gonna I don't know how you're gonna feel about it. So we we have apprenticeships here that we pay people to do. So if you decide to be a mechanic the government pays you to go to school. So they cover your tuition, all that kind of stuff. You have to pay a nominal amount. So for mechanics, they maybe pay $500 a year and they work through the apprenticeship for five years. They work with an employer or multiple different employers and their progress gets checked and they get sent back to school and then they, they graduate. And honestly, trades is where it's at in Canada. Like there's a lot of times with students that I tell them to look at the trades because we need more trades people. So that's why the government does that. If Canada could figure out its cold issue, I would move up there, but it's too fucking you know, cold. It's not that bad right now. I have the same temperature that you guys do. It's like 30 degrees here. So it's, it's pretty warm. 30 degrees there. It is 90 degrees here. Celsius, homie. It's 30 degrees it's Celsius. Up Celsius. There. I Celsius. only speak in, in America. <laughs> Okay, yeah. you're not See, me and Heather have had a conversation about this to where I was actually nice enough to fucking goddamn tell her what our temperature was down here in Celsius. I had oh, to Google it. Dewey Hold decimal on. I'm going to do that right now. So 30 oh. degrees, it's 86 degrees Fahrenheit. 86 degrees. Okay. It's warmer than it is in Washington right now. Okay. Yeah. Well, fuck. All right, well, uh, <laughs> as for me... I have uh, started streaming on my old retro uh, gaming name, The Game Case Show, on Twitch, posting those videos onto The Game Case's YouTube channel. Uh, I've only got one up right now because I was just doing a bunch of tests, but I did do like an almost two-hour stream of Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, uh, which was fucking ballin'. And uh, also on my YouTube channel, uh, my brother's streams will show up there also. Um, but we're going to be bringing back, how like, long does, how long do streams last on Twitch? However long you want them to last. No, I mean like for me to be able to see yours, like if I were to sign into oh, Twitch later, uh, see it? because I have Amazon prime, which by the way, if anyone has Amazon prime and does not have a Twitch account message me, cause you're going to make a Twitch account with your Amazon prime and you're going to give me free money is what you're going to oh, do. I can do that. I okay. Have an Amazon prime Twitch we will account. talk after the show. Uh, you will support me, and and it's great. Uh, Answer my fucking yeah. question. I'm coming back to that, sir and or madam. Um, <laughs> it la- uh, For me, it will last 60 days because I have Prime. Uh, but if you do not have Twitch Prime, it only stays on there for 14 days. But that's why I'm exporting them all to YouTube, so you can go on YouTube and just watch them on there. Yeah, see, I've got Twitch and I've got Prime. I've never fucking goddamn hooked them together. Oh, we are going to. And you get a bunch of free PC to... games. Too. You get a you get a bunch a bunch of free PC games. Does that um, include Alan Wake? I do not know. They um, change every month, so you got to add them to your account while they're available, and then they're yours forever. Yeah, but you get a free sub, not the kind you eat, uh, to a Twitch channel, which will when you it's different than YouTube. 
When you I like eating them. subs, and I'm not talking about sandwiches. Uh, well, you know, I had a sub. That today. metaphor confuses me. Uh, well, it dominates me. And it dominates you. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll talk about Twitch stuff later, but check me out. I'm doing live streams. Uh, bring it back the game case, which was a retro video game channel. Now it'll have retro and new stuff. Um, and we'll also be doing like drunken challenge accepted where me and like four other people drink and play retro video games, trying to accomplish some kind of challenge. Uh, that'll be dope. It'll be fun. I'll have uh, good times with it. So check that out. But that's primarily what I've been doing. Um, and for anybody out there that wants to know, Jerry and I are going to be Dutch rotoring it around the 4th of July. Uh, yes. yes, I will be in Georgia for the 4th of July. That Saturday, I will be completely annihilated. Um, so if I send you inappropriate messages, I'm sorry. I hope I get I inappropriate messages. I, there will be shirtless pics everywhere. It's pretty funny when, it's pretty funny when Jerry that. gets annihilated. Yeah, I am a very, I'm friendly, but I also, like, roast, like, everyone. So, I, I will just be roasted. make fun of you for anything when I'm drunk. It's great. Jerry, you'd be so much fun to party with. And if I get really drunk and I hit Captain, uh, well, <laughs> if I hit Jack Sparrow mode, I will start freestyle <laughs> rapping. Yeah. How much is a ticket down to, down to Georgia for July 4th? Uh, <laughs> Come on, Jay, let's do this. I don't know, but but uh, probably more than it costs to go to school for a year in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, now that we've gotten all the fun stuff out of the way, tonight depression. <laughs> we are tackling a movie that means a lot to me. It is one of my uh, all-time favorite movies. It is called Suicide Club from 2001, or in Japan it was called Suicide Circle. Uh, this movie is directed by the great director, Sion Sono, who is a uh, master artist in a whole new level. He wrote and directed this movie, and basically it is, uh, Japan is hit with a string of suicides, and uh, a detective is trying to figure out the mystery behind it and put it to an end. That's half the story. The other half is a girl's boyfriend commits suicide, and while he's doing it, lands on her like an idiot. And now she's trying to figure out the mysterious uh, effect of his suicide. There's kind of two the odds of that. What? Imagine the odds of that, that for her to just be walking down there. I mean, because I don't remember whether they had may ever made it clear of whether she was like headed to his house or something. They don't make it clear where she was coming from, but he does talk about how um, like, oh, you know, it's fate that I hit you. Right, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I remember that when he's laying on the concrete, you know, like looking up at her, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I fell on you." <laughs> I'm like, "What the fuck, man?" Yeah, yeah. It's like, how do, if you if if you're in a relationship with somebody, how do you fucking deal with that? You know, you're just walking along, you know, headed to wherever you're going, their house, whatever, and then all of a sudden, bam. And What's worse is how hit to the head. the conspiracy. Yeah, and how she talks about him, she's like. If you're thinking there's some big, like, mystery to this, there's not. He was just the type. Bitch, you were wrong. Yeah, there is. Uh, well, see, going back to that, I honestly think she was doing that on purpose because she didn't want to fucking talk to the cops and shit. And, I mean, then uh, then they obviously fucking made her goddamn strip down, which was an unfortunate thing that we didn't get to see in the movie. But, um, <laughs> you know. Thought, I don't know what movie you were watching. She, you did not see her. Completely. She didn't get naked. I think that's what he's referring to. No, I know. I'm being. 
Yeah. But I, thought, I thought her reaction was pretty much someone that was in shock. I don't, when she got up and the conversation she had, like, now I'm left to go on living or I have to go on living. And she kind of walks away. Like, I agree with you, Kenneth, but I think in a, a situation, if you're, boyfriend or girlfriend fell on top of you like I don't know how like it how I would react either I'd probably in such shock and disbelief that I don't know if her reactions were completely far off of what someone would actually do in that situation I don't know my fiance fell on to me multiple times this morning and I was not in shock (laughs) did she hurt your ear though during it was your ear okay Or, or did she fall from like fucking 15 stories up onto your body does it count as 15 stories if we were covered in my poetry (laughs) <laughs> okay uh we will get to this uh i want to introduce Ooh, our sticky poetry uh, our, our character real quick uh we have three detectives uh detective kuroto who is the father he's the main detective then we have the young detective detective shibu shibusawa and then we have our old detective detective murata who you might recognize from kill bill i uh, just call him sad face man Actually, I, I really I, I noticed it and I thought about it when I was watching this is that I really, really like the fact that I've seen enough fucking Asian movies to where I can recognize actors from other yeah. ones. Also, Detective Kuroda, uh, he was in the Japanese and the American version of The Grudge. Yep. He was also in Audition. Well, yes. He was the, the main guy was, in Audition. Uh, directed by the same guy. Same. Yeah. 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 And he was in, uh, Jerry, you probably don't, he was in War, the one that's got Jet Li and fucking uh, Jason Statham in it. He was in I that. have not seen it. Yeah. That movie was disappointing. It was, but he was still in that. So like I said, I think it's cool that, because uh, I've seen so many Asian movies, not just horror movies, but Asian movies in general. Yeah, I mean, Jerry, you know how my dad was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've seen so fucking many that it's really cool when I can start recognizing fucking actors from different countries from foreign movies. It's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tied into the detectives, we also have Kyoko, also known as the Bat, who is a uh, young lady who is trying to solve the mystery Hot. herself through the internet. Uh, then we also have uh, Misuko, who is the main girl whose boyfriend Mass is the one we were talking about earlier, who jumped off and hit her in the head and died. Uh, then we also have Genesis, who needs no introduction, but we will talk about him later. Uh, he's my favorite. So we, oh God, he's fucking he's everybody's <laughs> favorite. I uh, love Genesis. He's awesome. Oh my God. Okay, so uh, I want to talk about how this movie starts off because anytime I'm talking about this movie and I'm like, you should check out Suicide Club, and they're like, what's it about? I'm just like. Fuck what it's about, okay? The beginning of it is 52 Japanese schoolgirls. I'm sorry, 54. Is it 54? I think it's 54. 54. Get it 54. Right. Yeah, 54. Uh, jump in front of a fucking moving train. That should sell you. I Watch wish it had been gory. Like, more gory than what it was. Uh, I was... Well, I wish it had been like tag. Uh, well, yeah, but this is also 2001. It's extremely low budget. Uh, the guy who did the special effects is actually the director of Tokyo Gore Police. Yeah, he is. Uh, which is, if you want a fucked up weird movie, that's a good one to do also. I have the DVD. It's fucking fantastic. Yes. I've never seen that. Oh, you Ooh. would fucking love it. I wanted yeah. to watch it. Uh, that fucking uh, amputee gimp. Ugh. Hey, man, there's always a good movie when it's got an amputee gimp in it. Uh, it's weird. Uh, you can fly. Yeah, so, but this is, uh, this, that beginning is fucking amazing. Uh, and then you also have a uh, preteen pop idol group called Dessert or Desart, depending on which part of the movie you're in. Uh, who gives you fun songs throughout this whole movie? 
Um, so this being one of my favorite movies, I I've watched this movie many, many of times, but Jay, Kenneth, and Heather have all never seen this movie before True. Uh, until this podcast. Yep. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to, we're going to get some first impression from these guys on <laughs> how this movie uh, affected them what and, and what they thought. Who wants to volunteer to go first? I'm not going to make someone. Come on, man. Kenneth, like you can go first. <laughs> uh, damn. It made me feel sullied and unusual. <laughs> I was not right for a few hours. It was fucked up. This movie was fucked up. The level of social commentary about the human condition that was in this movie was fucking insane. Uh, say, oh, by the way, save your opinions for what the movie means till later. We will all okay, get I'll leave that. Uh, yes. Yeah, but I'm just saying that. The first impressions, it, it was just, it was fucked up. I mean, it was just fucked up. That's all I can really say. And it's rarely that I, rare that I'm just like, my God, this movie was fucked up. And like I said, I wasn't right for like two or three hours after I got done watching it. I was fucking, I was damn just thinking about it. And, and, and yeah, it was just fucked up. It was fucked up. That's it. That's what I got. <laughs> fucked up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jay, what do you got? What, what was your first impression? It was just fucked up, man. Was super <laughs> fucked up. Just no. <laughs> I mean, just uh, I liked it. I'm really glad that you recommend watching it twice because I was kind of confused the first time, still confused the second time, and then I watched a, a video to kind of help me explain it, and then I was like, oh, I'm just an idiot, because um, I got a lot of the uh, the metaphors and stuff, or what I thought what I got. But there was a couple things that were just lost in translation for me that I uh, I missed because subtitles. Um, so that's my fault. Uh, but it was good. It was really good. It didn't really affect me the way it sounds like it affected uh, Kenneth and Heather. Maybe because um, I'm so used to suicide, that part didn't really bother me so much. Um, so it's hard to say, but it was still really good. Okay, Heather. Let me. Oh, here we go. What? No, go just, ahead, Kenneth. I'm, I just want to go into one thing. It wasn't the suicide itself that had me fucked up. It was the question. Yeah, it was the rest of the other stuff. It was everything wrapped around it. That's fair. It was children with with that coughed every five seconds on the. <laughs> that really bothered me, by the way. Are you connected too. to God, yourself? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Would you... I was just like, I was like, what the fuck is going on? But the bad thing about it was, is that when I was watching that and that was going on, I was, I was, when I was reading the subtitles, I could hear that kid in that voice saying that stuff, and that's never happened to me when I was watching, watching a movie in subtitles before. It's never happened to me. It's just, you know, I was just watching it in subtitles. No, it was like that kid started speaking in English as I was reading it. That's cool. Yeah. Can you imagine that kid grown up and calling a sex chat line? Wearing my cock. I am wearing short shorts. <laughs> Would you like to put cheese on me? <laughs> Are you connected? <clears throat> is the is the dildo connected to your ass? <clears throat> okay, uh, Heather, what did you think about this movie? <clears throat> to lead after that um, <laughs> um honestly I, I found the movie really heavy that opening scene like i'm gonna be straight with you guys suicide makes me really uncomfortable i've never been suicidal um and 
in Toronto, we have an underground subway system and it's not uncommon that people jump in front of the train. And there's times that I've been on that subway system and I've, and I've seen people and I've thought, oh my God, are you going to jump? Because it, it does happen frequently. So the opening scene, and I, and I don't like kids being hurt. That's definitely something that bothers me. So I'm a little more sensitive to it. So that's actually why I wanted to talk about it because it did stay with me. Um, but I thought this is going to be deeper than just suicide. Obviously this suicide is shock. You know, there's 54 young girls that are jumping in front of this train. I agree. It probably could have been more bloodier. Not that the impact wasn't there, but there there's a deleted um, scene where right before they jump, they're asked, you either have to sleep with Jerry or jump in front of the train. <laughs> oh yeah. Why don't we say with that choice? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a hard choice, I guess, but I'll sleep um, <laughs> I would sleep with you, Jerry over jumping in front of the train, but um, I, yeah, it's was, such a hard choice. Um, they they I, said my dick wasn't big enough. <laughs> That's why we need to just go ahead and spoon Jerry, that because you know we got a match. Yeah. Oh my Combined, we make half a man. <laughs> anyway, just to conclude, um, I just I thought this movie is going to be pretty pretty in depth, and it's going to cover a lot of stuff bigger than suicide. So that's why I was so interested in talking with it about you guys, because when we talked about Terrifier before, it's just a slasher. Like that's, there's something really deep to that. And I thought with this one, it's going to be very deep. And I wanted to hear your thoughts on it and um, kind of explore the meaning behind it and how relevant it is today. And Jerry and I talked about that earlier, and I won't go into too much of that right now, but how much I felt it predicted uh, certain things in the future. Yeah. For um, the record, Terrifier is a deep commentary on how the Ringling <laughs> Brothers... Uh, are a traveling enslavement camp uh, used to entertain the masses, and one day us, the poor, will become the inner, become the enslaved for the rich masses. That'd be a good movie. Shit. That is what that Terrifier movie is about. Uh, for sure, accurate. for sure, exactly. Hence we start on the Greatest Showman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I prefer the prestige, but okay. Hey, if we're gonna go with Hugh Jackman, I'll just prefer him naked. Mm. Bacon. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, n- next, I think, I wanna go over, like, what were some of y'all's, like, just flat-out favorite scenes? Uh, well, oh, I guess I should I watched this movie many, many years ago. I've seen it many, many of times. I absolutely fucking love it. I adore it. I, I think it's the best movie about uh, suicide out there. I, I can't think of another one uh, better than it. And that's all that really matters to me. So let's talk about some favorite scenes. Kenneth, what, what was one of your favorite scenes for this movie? When, they're, when, the, when the kids are at school, right before they jump off the top of the building. Oh, yeah, because... when they're all like talking. Like you have the group of girls talking about how... They can't believe this happened and how one thing's kind of cool and then two other guys show up and they're like, hey, let's all kill ourselves. Let's fuck before we do it. Yeah, that whole scene right there, the reason why I really like it is because I didn't, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm, I'm like, okay, they're just joking about it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's that's just what it was. They were joking, you know, they were having a good time and whatever else and then, oh, they actually killed themselves. And I was like... I was kind of I was kind of blown away by that for a little bit, and then the and then the that one right after the big group jumps, you got the the girl that goes over to the other dude, and the guy's just like, no, stop, stop, and then they both go down. You know, yeah. I mean that whole scene there was interesting, all the way around. 
because, like I said at first, I was just like, okay, they're just joking, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they turn around and they fucking all kill themselves. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's kind of a great connection to uh, teenagers. Like, you always hear news stories about teenagers who took jokes too far. Uh, You know, it started out as, like, a joking conversation and it became very real. Right. Because even when they got up there, like, like the one girl that's up there, she's like, oh, I'm dying now. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, yeah. It still seems like it's just a joke, like fun. And then, you know, they all fucking go. And I was like, oh, sh- well, yeah. fuck. And then the one you girl know? who didn't turns around and goes, this is the first, uh, you know, meaning of the Suicide Club. And right. then she and jumps. Yeah. I mean, because I was thinking at least one of them wouldn't have what it took. And, you know, obviously that one dude, he didn't want to do it. But, you know, that, that other girl so, drug him down. Uh, there is a manga that was made for this. Uh, it was made at the same time the movie was. And Sion Sono the, uh, asked this manga creator to make it. And the guy was like, okay, well, what do you want to be about? Like, just, you want to just give me the script for the movie? And Sion Sono was like, nope. Here's the general idea. Do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> so the manga um, deals actually where it's, where like, uh, like, for instance, Dessert isn't a band. It's one woman who's a singer who actually glorifies cutting herself. Um, and when the groups of people kill themselves, it actually comes to find out that it's this one girl named Mis- uh, Misuko who actually kind of transfers its existence to the next person who survives the mass killing. So, like, when a bunch of girls jump in front of a train in the manga, one girl survives... Uh, and she becomes the next uh, cult leader, so to say. Uh, so it has more of a like a paranormal kind of thing. It's very much like I know y'all have probably never seen it, but anyone who's into like uh, uh, Junji Ito is very much like Tomie, um, having just... having that uh, uh, constant changeover. Um, and there's also a novel that's connected to this series. But it's never been translated out of Japanese. Uh, and then there is a sequel to this movie that's a prequel and a sequel. And also not connected but connected called Noriko's Dinner Table. It is, it is a, it's a completely different beast. You can go watch it if you want. But do not go watching it to get answers. You will just get more mystery on top of mystery. Yay, mystery. Um but with that that being said, uh, Jay, what was one of your favorite? Uh, Fucking chemist took my favorite scene. Like, well, what literally, was your and for the second the exact scene? same reasons too. The fucking build up. I'm, I'll, I'll figure out a different scene as I'm talking. But the fucking build up to it, like you're like, oh ha ha, kids are having fun, and then they're just like, like they switch from jokey to let's fucking do this. Bloop, dead. Fuck me up. That was shit. It took me by surprise. Um, if I had to pick a second favorite scene, shit. Fucking Kenneth, man. I can just when come we're back introduced to, you. to the fucking roll of skin. Mm-hmm. Kenneth, you don't get to pick a second scene. Shut yes, the fuck up. It. I'm, I'm trying to help Jay. <laughs> Jay <laughs> needs help, but not in that way. <laughs> I need all kinds of help. Uh, Jay, uh-huh. you think about this. Heather, do you have a favorite yeah. scene? Actually, I do, and I'm going to just uh, go off of what Kenneth was saying, but I'm going to go down just a little bit of a different route because I don't want to change my scene because that was my favorite scene. And what really actually stood out to me in that scene was the collectiveness of it. And I work with a lot of teenagers, um, and I can tell you right now, 
I see stuff happening like that all the time. One person starts off with a joke. Oh, yeah, that's so funny. We should do it. And then all of a sudden they become one. And I think that ties into are you connected to yourself? Because when they jumped, they were all connected to each other, except for those three that stayed behind. And I felt like they were struggling with whether they wanted to be with the collective or not that jumped. And eventually they did. And the one kind of gave a little bit of that we're the chartered members of the suicide club and we have to do this. And I, and I think that whole scene from the girls coming up onto the um, patio and I won't reiterate just as Kenneth, Kenneth said beautifully that the conversation went from fluffy and fun to dark quickly. And I think that happens nowadays as well, more quickly with social media. And that's what really stood out to me is that one person will start something and it will be a joke and it will be funny and, they don't mean it, but then someone else ups it and someone else ups it. And the I think it really spoke you know, to society. Next thing we're eating Tide Pods. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Next thing we know, I we're know. eating Tide Pods. Guys, like that's, go back yeah. to the olden ways. When I was a teenager, we didn't eat Tide Pods. We just joked around about sucking each other's dick until we finally did it. <laughs> Jerry <laughs> gets great right head. Presents, yeah, the back Jerry of my head is beautiful. It is. Yeah, it is. Um, I like his long hair. Fluffy hair to run my fingers through. Yeah, uh, I want to talk about one of my favorite scenes that um, a lot of people dismiss this scene as just kind of Are you going to this... take mine? Because I have mine. Now. Okay, go then. I will. I will. Because I, I can come up with every scene in this movie is my fucking favorite. Go ahead. It would be fucking hilarious if your scene was the one I... So uh, thinking about it while you guys were talking, multitasking is hard. My head's on fire now. Um, the scene where the detective comes home and finds his entire family dead. Mm. Oh, God. That mm. fucking scene is brutal it's brutal it's fucking what are the words it's powerful it's a really powerful scene and it's fucking sad yeah and because it does kind of come out of nowhere because like this is a scene that gets highly discussed in a lot of like uh conversations about suicide club uh because they wonder what the connection he has with his family is and how well it is because like you see when he calls his family dinner his family meeting his daughter immediately turns on the tv and then pretty much ignores him uh the mother doesn't really back him she doesn't really say much in this movie doesn't have much of a present at all which uh is a common thing in japanese society where women do not have a presence um uh for ones that age uh he didn't even know his son had a tattoo yeah and then for his son his son was so eager to help him and he kind of let his son help him but he also kind of didn't give a shit um and his son obviously knew a lot of what was going on and was trying to, you know, show him. But he didn't even know his son well enough to know that his son had a tattoo. Uh, uh, and that to trust his son to, to know what the internet going is, you have to trust the youth to know what's the hip and happening thing, you know. Uh, so, and then what, so he finds out that his whole fucking family's dead. And that phone call he has with the coughing kid is fucking harsh and then a girl takes the phone and she's like how come you weren't able to have empathy for others which is another thing this i will say this is one thing that bothers me about the scene the girl says that he does not have empathy for others but nothing in this movie shows that he doesn't have empathy for others he's mm, because he yes but they also don't show that he does either well i have he wants to actually go and investigate the suicides he, even though his boss is like, nope, there's no need to investigate him. It's it's not murder. He still wants to investigate him. Uh, whenever he walks past that one crime scene, he fixes the person's uh, m- missing sign, uh, which I feel is him showing empathy. So okay. I I don't 
I wonder if they're talking about the... Uh, to me, I, I think empathy was the maybe the wrong choice of word or if they're using empathy, not in the way we would normally use it, like empathy for like people, but empathy the empathy he doesn't seem to have for his family because he puts his job before his family. Yeah, I yeah. think that's actually really good, Jerry, because I, I think... I don't know if he had a lot of empathy with his job. I think he was just doing his job. Like he's a detective and that's your job to solve crimes or things that are happening. But I, I think you hit it right there when you said empathy with his family. I think that was a good connection there that you said. Yeah. Um, or not and, connected. Yeah. And then uh, you have uh, the young detective, detective uh, Shibu Sawa, when um, his reaction to, the uh, younger boss man saying, uh, this is a murder. We need to investigate this. And old man Murata's like, we need to we need to investigate this now. And, and Shibusawa is just like, oh, now it's a murder because it happened to one of us? It's been a murder the whole fucking time. Yeah, he seems like he's the only one that really, like, is genuinely concerned. And you, and you see, like, the toll that it takes on him as the movie progresses. Yeah, so in this world, because uh, you can take a lot of the, the there's uh, in this world there's basically three connections that are lined up by the three songs. This kind of goes into my whole theory part of everything, but just it, I want to showcase something. There's uh, the song "Mail Me," which is about your connection with others. There's Jigsaw Puzzle, which is about your connection with society, and there's Live As You Please, which is connection with self. If you take this in with the three detectives. You have Live As You Please is obviously the youngest detective, Shibusawa, because uh, he seems the one to have the connection with himself. He has the empathy uh, that you see at the train station when he gets kind of sick at the idea of all these people killing themselves, uh, him wanting to get with Misuka to, to save her and keep her safe. Um, then you have um, uh, Murata, who seems to be the connection with uh, society as he's kind of like an, a very old, rugged, he represents the traditional Japanese salary man. You know, you do your job, you do your job. Uh, he blames himself that he couldn't see the murders. He blames his ability at his job to do that. He is the connection with society. He's a jigsaw puzzle. Uh, and then you have our, our main detective, the father, uh, Kurata, who is the connection with others because his whole thing is how is he connected with his family. How is he connected with others? How is he connected with the people he works with? Um, you know, like he kind of makes fun of the young detective Shibusawa when he goes out to give the girl her an umbrella and shit. Um, so there's all these like in-depth things that are, that are kind of in there. And you kind of will, can really put together that in this scene of him uh, getting the phone call after his family's all killed themselves. And him grabbing the gun, pointing the gun at the mirror kind of saying you know we are the enemy uh uh you know that these people that are quote-unquote getting people to kill themselves they aren't the enemy we are the enemy we are the enemy to ourselves uh which rolls into not being connected with oneself uh, which we'll mm -hmm. get into uh later but uh that scene is also just a hard-hitting scene when you really get involved in it because you can get deep in these characters, and they don't give you that much on the characters, but you can get deep into it because you can connect it with, with uh, like Kenneth said, human nature. Yeah. Um, this one. Yes. 
One of my favorite scenes is uh, the kidnapping of the bat uh, being taken to uh, the the lair of Genesis, the bowling alley. You uh, would say that. Uh, well, no, I want to. Well, because I want to get into this. Um, because a lot of people say, "Oh, this scene is so misplaced. It's so misplaced," and I want to point out why it's not. Uh, Are you this, talking about the kidnapping itself, or after she gets there? The, the, from the kidnapping to the whole Genesis saga, basically. <laughs> Uh, oh, this dude. So, Genesis is a representation of youth in revolt, uh, wanting to be famous now through the wide access they have through the internet. Uh, later on, I'm going to talk about uh, a connection that you have in this movie, and you have uh, the connection of empathy, which is Detective Karata, and then you have the connection of ego which is Genesis. Genesis wants to be famous. He wants to be celebrated. He wants to be seen as unique and an individual. And in Japanese culture, you, you don't get seen as an individual. You're supposed to be that puzzle piece that fits in with society. You're supposed to, to make it in, in there. Genesis doesn't want that. He's the new generation. He's, you know, he's going to cause a revolution of individuality, but not through hard work and determination. No, he's doing it through a fast, quick, easy extreme, taking credit for something he did not do, uh, and putting himself out into the public. And, and like when he says, I'm the Charles Manson of the digital age, you can really link that because Charles Manson gets is given credit for killing Sharon Tate and all them when in all reality, he wasn't there. And, uh, Charles Manson never really uh, killed anyone. Uh, he raped a lot of people, uh, mostly boys when he was in prison school. But he uh, <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't this violent killer. He was a dude who just wanted to get laid a lot. Uh, but one of the but to keep people out in the desert with him, he had to keep you know pushing the ante, pushing the ante until one of his crew members pushed the ante by killing someone. And then he was like, "Fuck it, we're in it now." LSD. Uh, yeah, so, like, he is the revolution and gets credit for something he really didn't do. Like, there's the quote from... What the fuck is that sound? Hello? What's... Someone, like... Ain't me. Filling no, in not me. Water? Oh! There's my kitchen behind me. Here, I'll put my stuff on my... Oh, okay, that's what it is. It's her kitchen. Okay. Uh, so... You know, like Charles Nance talks about uh, the, dispens the dispensation of life and death, saying, how are you going to put me to death? Uh, how are you going to lock me for saying that I said to go kill someone when I, you don't know that I, th there's no proof that I, I did. I didn't do that. Same thing with Genesis. He, except he wants the credit. Um, he wants the illusion, the, the illusion of grandeur that Charles Manson got forced upon, uh, Genesis willingly wants it, and he's using this uh, per other person who has an identity on the internet to help push for him to take credit for shit he did not do. Um, and his song, if you listen to it, you can fucking see many examples in there of him talking about this. I um, love Genesis' song. Oh my god, it's so it's good. It's so good. Fuck. I, love I had to rewind it and listen to it again. Oh yeah, I, I watched really wanted the... to absorb it. I watched a YouTube video of it right before we started recording. And then I watched the, a couple of scenes. The song at the end that's playing during the ending credits. 
the the dessert song at the end live as you please yeah that one that one was like it, i thought that song was a perfect perfect ending to this movie yes um there uh, and this movie is going to confuse a lot of people and here shortly we will actually get into um for we're going to get into what you might need explained uh as for only seeing it once or twice um and then we will actually get into uh our theories of what we all think it means so i'm going to let them go first when it comes to that so i can see how close their theories are to mine considering i've seen the movie like 20 times um so with that being said uh jay Yes. Do you have any questions that you just still don't get in this movie that maybe one of us can no, answer? No, so I, I will share with everybody the question I asked you in chat because I was fucking dumb. Um, so I completely misunderstood that the guy who killed himself and landed on his girlfriend and his girlfriend had matching tattoos. I thought the girl's tattoo ended up on the roll of flesh before she killed herself somehow. And I was like, Jerry, how the fuck is that possible? Is some kind of weird time loop going on? He's like, no, there's no time traveling at all. For the record, she never kills herself. Right. But I mean, you know what I mean? Like she what goes you to the place and she, she gets her herself, skin removed. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, because she had the tattoo like, and the, her skin was on there. So I assumed at one point she was going to kill herself. Um, but... Then I watched it again. I was like, all right, I'll watch it again. I was like, I don't get it. And I was like, do you have a, a YouTube video or something I can watch to try and help me prep for this now that I've watched it twice? And then during it, the guy says that they, they the cop notices they have matching tattoos. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> there is no weird time travel mm -hmm. tattoos. Okay. Uh, Kenneth, <laughs> did you have any questions that you wanted answered? Not really questions directly. It's more of conversation, okay. you know, that I want to go into because – there, there's so many things that you can go like, like to me, this, the main part of the two stories was fairly linear. You know what I'm saying? What was going on, what was happening and stuff like that. It's the underlining message message or messages that this movie promotes that, that, that is the object of conversation. Because like I said, I mean, you know, you got your basic story of a detective who's trying to figure out what this big shit's going on. Shit happens to his family. That's how he's linked to it emotionally, psychologically, and whatever. And then you've got, you know, the the other story like you talked about where the girl, you know, sees her old man and how she's involved in it and how she's directly involved in it and how she becomes. And then you've got, you know, uh, like you just brought up, you got Genesis who's trying to take credit for everything, and he's just fucking amazing. And uh, he's one of them dudes that I would probably be standing in the bowling, bowling yeah. alley with. By the way, uh, that is a musician. His name is Raleigh. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, cool. Well, that, that explains why he's so cute. Um, you know, because part I, of the visual Kai movement, uh, with the biggest fan of that movement being Duran Gray. Yeah, Duran Gray is awesome. Yes, they are. And uh, so, yeah, so all that. I mean, so like I said, the stories are pretty linear, but it's 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 everything that's the the artistic side of each one of these stories and what's going on in it. That's that that's where it's at. Okay, uh, Heather, did you have any questions? Well, it's great going after Kenneth because I can just start with I agree with Kenneth and I'd like to go in the same route that he's going. But I think the other area that I, I would like, I do have some questions about is I I understand what I think is the big picture or the macro view of, of the film. Where I have struggles is the sexualization of the children because I actually channeled my inner Jerry and tried to do some research on this movie. Um, and it talked about the sexualization of the children and... I wonder if you read I the same article time. as me, because I want to point out how that article is so much bullshit. 
Okay, maybe that's the case then. With okay, maybe we'll talk about that later. But I also um, so that I would like to go down that route because I had a hard time. I kind of saw it, but I. Okay, yeah, because at that one point, there is no sexualization of children in this movie. Name one part of this movie that sexualizes children. I thought maybe the young ladies dancing around could have been portrayed. Like, I didn't think it was sexualized, but I thought, well, maybe that's where people could. The reason I don't think, there are two reasons I don't think that's sexualized is one, uh, in Japan, it's it's a very popular, in most Asian countries, they manufacture, you know how we all joke around about NSYNC and Backstreet Boys being manufactured? That's a real thing for J-pop and uh, K-pop. It is. They They actually go to, like, camps to train, and there's... yes. Like they have to keep a certain physique and a diet and yeah, like a physical appearance to keep their record contract. It has uh, almost zero to do with talent. One of the biggest K-pop groups, uh, well, used to be. Now they're not so much because they all had BTK. to go to the military. No, not not BT. It's BTS first of all. They're not a fucking BTK killer. Not they're not BTS. breaking into fucking houses and <laughs> tying people know. up and murdering them. <laughs> uh that's bts uh which i i like bts uh they're, they're not Live but the other day. who i like more is big bang uh and top from big bang yeah actually got baby. rejected originally because he was he was overweight so he actually had to lose a bunch of weight on his own before he could join into the group mm. um and they start off very young doing this um and japan is the same way japan has what they call idol groups um and idol groups are usually preteen to teen girls, uh, much like you see uh, ba- baby metal. Very huge right now. I fucking love baby That metal is so the much. metal version of a, a J-pop idol group. And they started off, originally, they were like 14. Uh, with the oldest one being, I think, like a year older. They were like 13, 14, uh, 14, 15 kind of thing. Um, and in this, in dessert, in this, they average at 12.5. But... The, everything they're singing about, uh, some people like to try to say that it's sexual, but I don't see it as sexual. I see it as um, a more generic uh, friendship, maybe romance, because like yeah. when they say male me, they talk more about um, they. I feel like they come more across as like becoming lifelong friends, which is very big at that age. I agree with you, Jerry. Um, I agree. And then as for the dancing, if it was going to be sexual, trust me, the Japanese know how to dress people up in very short skirts. This is true. And at best, at best, these girls are wearing tank tops and not spaghetti straps. But like... They're wearing like pajama shirts. Yeah, Yeah, they weren't wearing... Anyway, it was something that I read in the articles and that's why I wanted to bring it up. And and then there's one other thing. Um, I wasn't sure if the little boy on the phone if the coughing meant anything or if it's just to annoy the fuck out of us so i wasn't Um, sure what you guys or what you thought about that i do not have an answer for that one i am going to say it is a quirk it is not um it's meant to just be strange in upon itself uh it's meant to just add to the atmosphere of weirdness so I don't okay. think there's like this deep meaning to it. I think literally Science Sono was like, the shit's weird. We can be weirder. Because mm. okay. he does shit like that. Um, either that or the kid breathed in too many fucking dust from being in a wooden box filled with fucking <laughs> ducks. <laughs> One Quite possible, two. yeah. So, okay. So before we go into theories, there's something I need to uh, address, which is uh, suicide in Japan. Um... 
suicide in Japan is a very, very big problem. It is actually one of the number one causes of death in Japan. Um, actually, uh, they have one of the highest rates of suicide for males, uh, 15 to 35, whether they're teenagers or they're salarymen. A lot of them kill themselves because they're pressured into it because they don't fit in society or they're not successful um, and they can't deal with the stress. You also have a lot of adult uh, elderly who kill themselves because uh, financially it could help out if they're gone and they also, you know, people, their family can get paid because Japan doesn't, Japan doesn't say if you kill yourself, you don't get the money. As in America, if you kill yourself, you don't get, no one's getting paid out life insurance. Japan's cool with that. Wait, wait, wait. You don't get life insurance if you kill yourself in the States. No. Like, correct. No, because it's fraud, quote unquote. Okay. Like, I could you get have a policy to die. on myself, throw myself off of a building, and then my wife collects, and they don't. They see it as fraud. Right. Yeah, so, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those weird things about here because insurance companies don't want to pay out if they don't have to. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so I want to point out some things. Um uh, Japan's highest suicide rate uh, was actually in 2009. You know, eight years after this movie came out. Uh, but suicide rates did drop in 2013, 2014. But they, but for teenagers, they've actually started to rise again in 2018. Um, and like I said, mo- the most common suicide are males between 15 and 13. So Japan's suicide rate uh, against the... Uh, I'm going to say eight, but technically I only have the numbers for seven of the uh, most economical countries. Uh, We basically stand at this. And this is suicides per 100,000 people. Uh, Russia tops the list at 21.8. Japan, oh, Heather, I did fix this. Japan is at 19.5. France is at 15.1. The U.S. is at 13.4, Germany is 12.6, Canada is 11.3, Britain is 7.5, and Italy is 7.2. So that's the eight top economical countries and their suicide rates. So this is technically, you know, the countries that make the most money, the most industrial countries, that's their suicide rate. Russia is beating Japan, but let's be honest... It's Russia. Yeah, yeah. It's really fucking cold there. I would consider it if I was stuck there. <laughs> yeah. So, and these are, this is, a, this is a statistics from 2014. So suicide is a very big issue. And that's kind of where we come in with this movie. So with that being said, I think it's time to get into what each of you uh, think the movie is about. Um, now, I'm hoping a lot of y'all are going to actually say a lot of the stuff that I am going to end up saying. So uh, some of this stuff might get repeated by me. Um, but I'm hoping y'all got this movie a lot easier than I did because it took me years to get this movie um, and write down what I think it means. So with that being said... I would like to go first because I'm probably going to have the least amount of say. And if I go last or second and Kenneth or Heather has a shit ton to say, then I might not have anything. That's fair. Go ahead, Jay. Okay. So watch it twice under your recommendation. And I watched the video. I had my opinions before uh, watching the video. 
and the video kind of mirrored what I thought. So I wasn't too far off from that person's opinion anyway, um, that the overall metaphor for the movie was about the disconnect of um, adults from youth, um, Japan's suicide rate, and how suicide is treated in Japan in general. These were kind of just assumptions that I was going on. Um, and how technology is advancing and affecting our world for that that time period. Obviously, some of those metaphors don't translate to current times. but So that's kind of the basic gist I got out of it. Um, it's very hard for me to get deep into these kind of s metaphors and subjects sometimes if it's not something that I'm, I don't know, able to elaborate on in my own head. So that's kind of where my opinion stopped. But I do love learning about it. Um, as an example, Hereditary being about um, mental, mental health and passing it on to your kids uh, really hits home for me. So that movie, that movie fucked me up. Talked about that a couple times. Oh, I can't wait till um, we do that movie so I can say how I wish I could agree with that statement, but they threw it out the window with the ending. That's okay. Um, but so that one I thought a lot about, and I have a, 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 a lot of metaphors and theories. Um, and then Mother is a little bit more on the nose with being about the Bible. Um, so all the different scenes in the movie, I can easily place them to what they're supposed to mean and represent. But this one is, there's a lot to it, and I'm really excited to hear you guys go over it. But that's kind of where the, the basis of my thoughts were about it. Okay. Um, Kenneth, let's let you do your deep dive into this. Um, also, oh, wait, before you do... Jay, have you ever seen uh, Cairo, which is the Japanese uh, Pulse? No, I have not. You would so good. really like it. It's extremely depressing. Oh, uh, and it also deals with uh, suicide, the internet, and ghost. So I, I've seen the American one. Okay, once. no. Um, that's trash. But... No, it's not. <laughs> it's trash. It's not. Trash. Not. If you listen closely, you can hear the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> if you can listen even closer to the other ghost go fuck yourself <laughs> okay you know I don't like doing remakes on a horror coliseum I would make a a uh, fucking ex I, well, I keep wanting to say example it's not example uh, what's the word I'm looking for a, an, an exception there we go an exception to do Cairo versus Pulse okay We'll do it. Okay, anyway, uh, Kenneth, go ahead. Being wrong. All right. This. Okay, well, if you're going to put me in a negative place, then how the fuck am I going to talk about this one if you're already putting I'm me sorry, in I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go Kenneth, fuck yourself. Your, your, Just go fuck your yourself. Your hairy chest makes me erect when I think <laughs> there about we go. Come on, man. how you Get would my fucking at genitals moving. I love thinking about you. You want me to turn my cam uh, back on really quick? No, okay, okay. Oh, yes. All right, I think he's good. I think he's hard. Let's do this. <laughs> no. All right, so first, let me go ahead and say that I'm. there's going to be moments like there have been in the past few podcasts that we've done where I just get fucking flabbergasted because I'm going to have a hard time explaining from my brain to my mouth. 
there is so much shit going on in this movie, but I think as a whole, what this comes down to is, in my opinion, I think this movie is about how far we get away from being who we are and, 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 and getting more into societal norms that people want us to do. That's the reason why I think that the, the whole thing behind the disconnect that was in the movie was there. And how it, how, you know, you still like the thing that was said is where the kid said the thing about how you still have connections with other people. Your connections to other people are still there or your connections to your earthly things are still there. But what about your connection to yourself? And, and that's where it really got me is because I've sat down and I've thought to myself, okay, am I, am I being true to me? Am I being true to my own, you know, within reason? Am I being true to myself for the most part every day? Not really. You know what I'm saying? Just about everything that I do in, in in most forms is for someone else. Always has been. Like right now, I have the responsibilities of being a father. Not, no, I'm not fucking goddamn bitching about that. I love being a dad. I love taking care of my kids. But at the same time, you know, okay, when you get past your responsibilities as a parent, what else do you do every day? Like when I go to work every day, I don't consider going to work even though it's supposed to be a positive thing and I do it to have money and whatever else, I am literally whoring myself out for $17 an hour for eight hours every day. I get up in the morning, put on my uniform to go be a whore to somebody else for eight hours. That's exactly what I do. And so the, and a lot of times when people do things like that, they don't think of it that way. They don't think of it that way. You are selling yourself to somebody else every day. You are a fucking slave to the grind. And I think that the uh, in this, the social commentary in that is the the disconnection that you that you have from being who you are and what you want and things like that. I think that was a big thing for me. That it really got me thinking about that, especially with where I brought up the song at the end, where it talks about living your life for you and things like that. That that was where I was just I was just sitting there and I was watching it and I was like, oh my god, man. I mean, I mean, it's just like there's a there's a whole thing, and 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 the I mean, for instance, a, another another way that I saw it is you take the girls in the band themselves. I mean, look at what they're doing. You know, they've got their music and stuff, and we know that where they're going with their music, and we know that they're a link to this club and whatever else. But you look at what they're doing. I mean, these girls are going up there, and and damn, they're for lack of a better term, selling themselves at fucking twelve uh, twelve years old for what they're doing. And yeah. so, so yeah. real quick, I want to bring up a, a song by Hobo Johnson that would tie into very much what you said. It's called 3%. Uh, and it's about having a 3% uh, chance of making it in the music industry. And there's a part of where he goes, but I said, I made $200 my first week, just playing music and being who I want to be. She said, you think that's acceptable? You think that's an acceptable amount? I made twice that amount working at a shitty fucking job that I hate. And every morning I wake up, I get really sad. And I was just about to say at my friend's birthday party, before they cut me off, I was just about to say, wait, wait, wait. You think that's an acceptable amount? Yeah. I mean, exactly, man. I mean, it's like it's going into doing what makes you, doing things that makes you, it makes life enjoyable for you. You know, and I think I think that's even in 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 Genesis himself, that guy. It's even it's even with that. I mean, look at what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's taking credit for something that somebody else is doing just to be famous. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's like, again, it's hard for me to describe exactly going from my brain to my mouth what I'm trying to get across here. I think you said it perfectly. And that happens every day that people take credit for other people's things to be famous. I think you I think you said it perfectly. I don't think you're having any problems saying what you're saying. Well, when I edit this show and put it out, I actually change all of our names to Jerry so that I get credit for everything <laughs> everyone says. Oh, that explains so much. But yeah. I mean, it's, it's the overall whole thing of what I got from it that I'm having, to me, I feel like I'm having trouble getting across, is it's, it's, it's you being separating literally grabbing a hold of your inner uh, for lack of a better term your soul and tearing it apart for materialistic gain for things that are you know uh, the coin of phrase from fight club you know we go work a fucking shitty job all goddamn day to buy shit that we do not need mm. and how much happiness at the end of the day are we really getting from it what are we? What, what are we really getting from it? When you when you look around at all this shit that we accumulate, at the end of the day, how happy are you? I mean, Jerry, well, answer, answer me that question, Jerry. When I you have get, a lot of shit, and I tried to kill myself in October. So exactly. That's exactly my point. I mean, I hate to throw you out there like that, but nah, you're good. That's exactly my point. I mean, think about it. You know. Well, just think about the last few years and all the celebrities that have killed themselves. Lead singer Lincoln Park. Super fucking rich. That. He's just married with that. kids. Had millions of people who adored him, and wasn't worth anything. Robin Chris, Williams, one Chris of the Cornell. most successful comedians on the fucking planet. Again, yep. millions of people that adored him. Successful TV show. Could be in any movie he wanted to be in. Yeah. Didn't matter. Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. He was banging Asia fucking Argento and still killing himself. And eating yeah. cow testicles. And well, okay, well, maybe that explains why I killed him. I fucking <laughs> and love also to watching bring the Bourdain lady, show. The ladies into this, Kate Spade, which I don't know if you gentlemen know who Kate Spade is, but she is quite yeah, a rich, was a rich person, and had it fucking all. Like when you look from the outside looking in, right? Yep. And so, like, if you go back to that that scene where the uh, the 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 detective is on the phone right after his family. All, all, all goes out. If you, if you, and you listen to what he's saying to him, and then you see the look on his face where he's just like, it hits him. He realizes that it's him. You know, he realizes how fucked up his shit is and stuff like that. And it's even, it's right there when he puts the gun and he points it at his own reflection. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, I'll get into this more when I when I get into mine. But he is a connection of empathy. Right. I mean, it's it's right then. You know, where you see it and he's just like, he realizes, you know what I'm saying? How far he has went away from himself and the things that matter and whatever. He realizes all that just in that one big instance right there. I mean, he's he, he's had his family gone, taken away from him. He's had himself taken away from him. And he had somebody fucking goddamn, well, he threw away himself and he threw away his family. And he had somebody fucking put it right there in front of him in the forefront. And he was just like, I mean, and at that point, he realized that he was his own. He, he was his own fault. He was his own killer. Yeah, and look at it this way. Also, uh, you look at Detective Karate, who you know connection to empathy. You know, you can name off a bunch of his traits. You look at uh, Genesis connection to ego. Uh, you can name a ton of his traits. How many traits can you name me off uh, Mitsuko 
who is the one who makes it out of this alive. I mean, he just fucking trying. Like, his... Yeah. Yeah. It's M- Mitsuko is she makes that alive. It says she is connected to herself. She is who she is. You can't tell me a single fucking trait about her. You can't like her connections. She's clever. Um, but but that's my thing. The whole question of this movie is how are you connected to yourself? And yeah. the answer is it's really hard to explain how you're connected to yourself when everything you talk about yourself is your materialism, your job, your connection to other people. It's you it's what in in yeah. today's world it's what it's what identifies us. Exactly, and the one person who makes it out alive, who the children accept as being connected to them to themselves truly you can't name a fucking trait about her it's it's like i said man (laughs) there's a lot of shit going on in this yeah all right you want me to move it along to heather yeah go ahead okay why do i have to go after kenneth like i feel like hey this is my life every (laughs) my god okay well let's see let's see if i can i can bring it um so i agree with kenneth on a lot of the stuff you had to say where i differ um, first of all, I, I totally agree. It's about connection to ourselves, and, and definitely I think we all got that point there. What I really found fascinating about this movie is that it was made in 2001, and I've never seen something more relevant to 2019. If we look at where I went with social connections and the connection that all the characters had to other people, and that's kind of how they developed themselves from. So even when they're talking to the police detective, sorry, I don't remember his name, um, over the phone and naming off his wife and his kids and your connection to them, I got the impression that that's who he was connected to. He was not connected to himself. And Jerry and I were chatting online and it made me think of me. I'm very connected to my job. I'm blessed. I love what I do. I have no complaints with going to work every day, but I am an extrovert and I am very connected to others and I get my energy from others. And as time has gone on and my friends have had to move to different areas, get married, have kids. We invited a psychic vampire onto the fucking show. (laughs) You never invite them. Life has changed and I don't have those relationships anymore. And when I was chatting with Jerry, I was like, holy fuck, am I connected? Because so much, and I'm going to be very honest with you guys, a lot of my self-identity comes from what other people think of me. I do care. I'd love to walk around and be like, I don't give a shit what people think. That's not true. I do care. I care about being a good friend. I care about engaging with people. So that this movie, to me, spoke to the social media and the development that the disconnect has come from from others, that we have a difficult time connecting with ourselves because we're so busy worrying about what other people think of what we do and what we say and how we dress and where we work and what we have that we're so disconnected from our own internal self. So that's where I went with, um, with the movie and everything else that Kenneth said, um, just kind of maybe a little slightly different flair to it. Okay. All right. So I'm going to start reading my couple of paragraphs. Um, his book. Is, yeah. Okay. So are you living for yourself? Or are you living for society? You're more connected to a band than your own self. Without these things, what are you? Are you just your job or your favorite band? Suicide being a big problem in Japan, Japan loves to bring on how the internet connects people by making them isolate themselves in front of a screen. Some losing themselves even more to pop culture. Following trends because you don't know yourself. Just the image you hope to create based on what's happening around you and not inside of you. At some point... 
much like the bat, you become a ghost typing on the internet, which is uh, shown in the scene where she is covered in a blanket typing on the internet, being told what to type uh -huh. by outside forces. Uh, yeah, what video on the internet has fucking made that connection, bitch? You need to make a video for the fucking... Um, I would jail. love to. Anyway. Silence. Uh, Let the man finish. At some... At, at some point, much like the bat, you become a ghost typing on the internet. You went too deep, and the father doesn't know his son has a tattoo. Your connection to this world are to other things. He has his wife, his children, and his job. But which one is the priority? And if you are connected to yourself, is it in a way that has empathy or ego? They accuse Karat of having no empathy, maybe because of his job, while Genesis had the connection of ego. He was connected to himself, but wanted his ego to connect to the world. How do we live on after death and what connections are left? And the children represent that connection to yourself. It's what you had before you were connected to the world, before a job or a relationship. It's the innocence of not having empathy or ego and having and not having to understand how either of one of those can affect the world. Uh, you see it into uh, the Misuko character who literally has barely no traits. Except for the fact that she is strong and independent uh, and does not need uh, the younger detective. Does not need her boyfriend. Um, in both cases, when reached out by them, uh, her boyfriend dying, she walks away saying, I have to keep living. Uh, when uh, reached out by the young detective, she keeps going. She doesn't need his fucking umbrella. She keeps going. She finds out the mystery on her own. She keeps moving forward. But she has no outside traits. You cannot connect her to her family. You cannot connect her to her boyfriend. You cannot connect her to a band. You cannot connect her to really anything. So at the end of the movie, after you look at uh, Mail Me, after you look at Connections with Others, after you look at Jigsaw Puzzle, after you look at your connection with society uh, and your job, you have to look at your connection with yourself and you have to live as you please. And that's the last message. She maybe had no traits, but she knew herself. If you can at least know yourself, maybe after that you can have traits. But first, you have to love yourself. You have to find yourself. You have to figure out your own connection to empathy and your own connection to ego. You have to properly sort out everything. And that's a very hard thing to do. So at the end of the day, yes, you will always have a connection to materialism, your family, your job. But what are you prioritizing? If you prioritize one over the other, even if you're using the other as a reason. For instance, if Kenneth works 60 hours a week to provide for his family technically he's prioritizing his family but in all reality he's prioritizing his job and using his family as the reason for it but his family is missing him because he is trying to provide for them it's a double-edged sword mm -hmm. so you can't have that you have to cut that connection your favorite band might bring you joy they might bring you happiness but is that but if they go away what do you have you have past memories you're living in the past you're not moving forward once again not helping you if you're forcing yourself to connect with society to fit in 
You're not truly connecting to yourself. So at the end of the day, you have to recognize your connection with everything. You have to recognize those connections as either empathy or ego. And then you have to realize what you are without them and what you are with them. Because that is the only way you will truly find yourself connected with yourself. And you will never be able to explain how you are connected with yourself. Because one, we all go through the phases of trying to to find who we are. I'm just doing me right now, trying to figure me out. You're going to go that through your whole life. But if you can realize your connections with everything around you and understand if they lie with empathy or ego, you will find yourself on the right path to understanding yourself, connecting with yourself, and finding a way to live without traits because all of those traits you can put into one or two baskets, ego or empathy. And that is how I see this movie. It is a, yes, it is talking about suicide. Yes, it is talking about our addiction to uh, materialism or ego and fame and trends and fads or our our connection with just grinding ourselves at work and as Kenneth quoting, just whoring ourselves out. Uh, yes, we have connections with all these other people. But we lose ourselves in all of that and forget by using reasons of ego or empathy. Kenneth uses the reason of empathy. He he whores himself at his job so he can provide for his family. That is empathy. But he also whores himself out for materialistic stuff. That is ego. So how can you look at all these connections in your life, figure out the truth of that connection... And hopefully you can use that to find your connection with yourself. And that is how I see Suicide Club. Shall we start the slow clap here? So, Jerry, do you want to come to the University of Guelph for a speaking engagement in the fall? <laughs> hey, if y'all will fly, if, hey, if y'all I'll will... pay for it, Jerry. You can stay with me. We'll, get if, you, we'll take you there. If oh, someone shit, will... I can do a dissertation on the Matrix if you're giving out free trips to visit you. Yeah, no, you know, they, they, they want information on... Anytime. They want information on good things, Jay. I will kill you. Uh, when it really uh, comes down to it, I mean, you did a, uh, I'm going to be honest with you, you did a phenomenal job, man. You you got out a lot of the stuff that I was thinking, leaving out the 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 connection with empathy and ego, but a lot of the other things, you, you basically fucking put it into words exactly what I was saying. Your, you know, your connection with fucking materialism and, and all these other things that, that fucking distracts us from bigger picture type things. And so uh, you did a great job. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, I think well, you tied together what we were all saying, Jerry, and then just yeah. went with it even further. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I have been working on... Uh, I, I actually reviewed this movie on the ABCs of Hidden Horror, um, but I didn't go as deep on my explanation um, because that's kind of a, a spoiler-free review, so I couldn't go deep. Um, and that's why I wanted to do this movie. I wanted to go deep, and I wanted to explain it. Uh, I would even love to go through this entire movie and go beat by beat and kind of point out, you know, where all my evidence is and all that, it would just take a long fucking time. Um, How many times and, have you watched this movie, Jerry? Just, uh, just to understand. I, I would, I've probably watched this movie at least 20 times. Yeah, so it makes sense that you would have this, like, deep of an understanding. Just in this past two weeks, I've watched the movie three times. Mm-hmm. 
um, to make sure I got like all my P's and Q's in order. Um, and, and it's just one of those movies I, I, I love to watch. Um, cause I just love how it represents suicide. I love how it represents internet horror, even though internet horror is not as big, uh, internet horror is mostly just in the bat and Genesis angle. Um, but I think this movie is so deep and so widespread. Like Kenneth said, there's so many layers to it. There's so much stuff going on there. You can take one scene and, and bust it out into one thing. And, and there, it feels like, it feels like there's three separate stories going on based off, uh, three separate characters, um, and their supporting characters. And they all intermingle over this, over the subject. And, it's one that I, I just really wanted to go over. And when I found out Jane Kenneth had never seen the movie, never, I had to jump on it and be like, we got to do this movie. I really want to. And then I was like, I'm going to recommend you guys watch this movie twice with maybe a week in between because it's going to be a lot to take in. Um, and I, I do want to say this. I am proud of all of y'all. Y'all got so much more out of this movie on your first like one or two watches than what I did. Cause when I first watched this movie, I was just like, that was fucking awesome. I have no idea what just happened. I watched now, it twice though in 72 hours. Yes. So I found I also, that it was very draining emotionally. I'll be honest, <laughs> watching it twice in that short period of time. Yeah. I also watched this movie when I was a teenager though. Yeah. So my wow. understanding was not nearly as great. Cause Kenneth knew me as a teenager. I, uh, I, 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 I I was you were smart. fun to be around. I heard but... you had a good time, Jerry. You shared some stories with me. It sounds like you were a lot of fun as a teenager. I was a lot of fun. I was a dick. <laughs> oh my god, was I a dick. You were definitely a cock. <laughs> uh, I was. Uh, our uh, uh, Kenneth and I's mutual friend did not want us to meet because she was like, nope, you're an asshole and Kenneth will punch you in the face. Uh, but it didn't happen. It didn't I think happen. you've shared with it on the podcast before, but just in case you haven't, what was your very first <laughs> that you ever said to me, Jerry? Uh, so what are you like a burn victim or something? Oh my I did not get a hey. I didn't get a what's going on. Nothing. That when Jerry looked up at me, that was the very first thing that he said. And okay, Kenneth, I gotta know, like real talk. What was your first reaction? I appreciated Jerry's level of honesty. Like, for real? You yeah, like, like who the real. fuck is this dude? I mean, look at it, man. We've been friends for fucking goddamn how long now? Uh, since fuck you, me. Since you okay. were fucking, what, 16? Yeah, so and going on, like, 14, 15 years? Yeah. And that's that's where it's... Jerry's level of honesty impressed me so much that that's the reason why we became friends. That's I have... Awesome. awesome. I, I have more of a filter now. Uh, now I give when I, I'm honest with someone, but I'm I have a version of honesty that fits that person. So uh, very few people get my outright honesty. Like Kenneth gets my outright honesty if it because I know even if it offends him, we're all good. Yeah, yeah I appreciate it. Like, um, and I try to make like in any relationship that I get in with any person, I try to make that very clear. Is it's just like I do not give a shit if you offend me. I would rather have your honesty. And 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 so many people out there, they just don't fucking understand that. They don't think that you mean it to the level that you do when you say it. And a lot of times when people say that, they don't. They don't really mean it. They don't. They don't take the time to take that into consideration. How brutally honest somebody can be if they fucking completely omit the filter between their brain and their mouth. 
Yeah. And I, when people talk about not having a filter, I legit did not have a filter. I, I, I did not. I, and I'm tiny. I could get my ass kicked by a fucking uh, chipmunk. You know, it doesn't, it's not going to take much. And I just had no filter, but I always had people around me that looked way scarier. So <laughs> I can say whatever I want when Ken is standing right next to me. Cause what the fuck are you going to do about it? Not a goddamn thing. He looks like he will beat the living shit out of you and leave you in an alley looking like a Jack the Ripper victim. You're not going to do shit to me. Sounds like fun, too. Uh, you know, so I, I had no filter. I, I didn't. I would say stuff that, that I knew would piss you off or get under your fucking skin. I, I would walk up to a preacher and just make out with a guy right in front of him to piss him the fuck off. Right. Like, and, 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 that sounds like an entertaining time with you on a Friday night. And see, whatever. the thing about it was, is Jerry's not bullshitting either. There was a couple of times when he would damn just fucking poke the fucking bear with me standing next to him. And then the person would get pissed off and then look at me and leave him alone. I totally buy that. I yeah. absolutely think that is exactly what happened a lot. Because when, I, <laughs> when me and Jerry were hanging out on a regular basis when we were both young, he was a dick. And I just flat did not give a fuck. Did you yeah, just give them that blank stare, Kenneth? There wasn't a blank stare. There was one time where, where a, a mutual friend of ours pissed me off, and Jerry was holding me as I was trying to get down a flight of stairs after this guy. Wow. To this day, I don't know how I was holding him. Like, I'm not strong. At a, like, the biggest part of my arm is my elbow. Well, you uh, weren't the only one that was there. I can't remember who else was there, but Jerry was uh, the one that was in between me and him. Kenneth did eventually break loose, uh, and Kenneth did eventually chase this guy. I mean, because during that time period, there was like Jerry didn't have a filter, and I, like I said, I didn't care. I just flat didn't care. It was it was a, it was a very interesting time for both of us. And, yeah. and you know, at the drop of a hat, if somebody would piss me off, it was either you know we were going to be fucking swinging or get the fuck out of my house. I didn't give a fuck who it was. I didn't care how new, how long I known you. The two biggest rules was that you don't disrespect me in my house and you do not fuck with my best friend. Yeah, it was good. I and like because like, we Kenneth and I when we when we have oh. when we have debates. So we it was an know, interesting time. <laughs> yeah, like and good times. Are you guys still like that? What's gonna happen next weekend? Uh, Is Jerry gonna uh, go and well, piss Kenneth some doesn't off? drink, so he he won't come and drink it. with Jerry. Just get drunk and uh, fucking. <laughs> Nowadays, I would just get fucking, drunk. You know, if he's over chill. at his dad's, he's got a free pass anyway. I'm looking forward to some shirtless pictures, Jerry. Let me yeah. just tell you, I better get some <laughs> drunk photos that night. So uh, after some technical difficulties, uh, I'm back with all the with all the guys and girls. Um, I was asking, uh, is there anything else we want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, and apparently, I couldn't hear them. They couldn't hear me. They three could hear each other. And Kenneth was on a heartfelt speech, and I missed it. So there's that. It was beautiful. Jay and I enjoyed it. I think Jay was masturbating. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> um, oh, 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 by the way, you can get a Suicide Club-inspired uh, Kill the Cash shirt. Uh, or I'm, I want to get it as a coffee mug. But uh, with all the dots, the uh, red dots and the white dots on a computer screen, it's fucking awesome. You, so you should so, get that now that you've question, seen Suicide Club. Yes, ma'am. Did you want to do this episode because the shirt came out? Or because the shirt came out, we started talking about the movie, and you're like, oh, wait, you guys have never seen it? We need to do that as an episode. Pretty much, yeah. It was the latter. I was, uh, 
Yeah, see, isn't it funny for everybody out there that the Kill the Cat shirt came out with a, something on the front of it that th- that two of the ho- of the hosts have never seen? So it's like you see the Kill the Cat shirt and you're like, well, I hmm. bought it to support the show because why not? Well, I think everybody out there should do that. I mean, everybody that listens to this show should go immediately and buy either that or an underwater kaiju shirt. Plus, you get to be super hipster having a shirt that nobody's going to get the reference to, and you can walk around all smug. Yeah, if someone gets the reference to that, like, you're just like, okay, you're cool. And when someone's like, what does your shirt mean? You're like, dude, you haven't seen Suicide Club? What kind of fucking horror fan are you? It's like, <laughs> point my right. nose up. What, do you only hey, that watch was Friday me. the 13th? That was me, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> Jerry, when I was watching the Suicide Club and I saw the screen, I thought, oh, my fucking God, that's where he got the shirt. I, like, I lost my mind and messaged you and Jay right away because I was <laughs> so excited that I figured out where the design came from. Uh, yeah, and shout out to uh, Mike the Russian uh, from The Nihilist who uh, did the who helped me with uh, doing the Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space uh, retro poster shirt and the Kill the Cat Suicide Club shirt. So what are we gonna what are we gonna do next? Are we gonna like do martyrs or are we gonna do three extremes? Oh, as as a shirt or a movie? No, uh, on the movie on the show. Oh man, we could do. Oh no, martyrs! You said martyrs. I'm gonna say we. <laughs> I was thinking inside for a reason. Let's go. We could totally do a pregnant chick having a baby cut out of her. That's an awesome shirt. <laughs> that would be a cool. pregnant chick getting fucking... killed with cast cut out of her. Yes, oh, that would be oh, awesome. That would be so fucking artist, cool. Friend. Uh, I've got a uh, I've got request. a band T-shirt. I've got a band T-shirt where a dude's blowing his head off and all the fucking skull and brain matter and shit's flying over the top of it. It's pretty fucking cool. I just, just my fat ass can't wear that shirt anymore. Fair enough. I'm sad now. Um, oh, but you're talking about reviewing. I would love to review Martyrs. I think it'd be great. Um, I don't think that that movie incites as much talk as uh one would think because i think clearly there are two answers to that movie depending on your view of faith but i think it would be interesting to see us have that conversation i think in today's climate the extended version of the first story in three extremes would be good is which one is that dumpling yeah dumpling okay have you ever watched yeah i was gonna say have you ever watched the full movie version of that yeah, I've got it. The, yeah. the version of three extremes that I've got's got that and the, the 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 fucking what's the word I'm looking for movie that's got three stories in it. Kind of like creep show. Uh, anthology. An yeah. anthology. Yeah, it's okay. got the anthology in it and it's got dumpling. But like I said, I think in today's climate with everything that's going on, dumpling would be an interesting one to review. Yeah, I agree. Dumpling is a very fucking interesting movie. Um. Oh, there's. A, I, I would also love to talk about like Takashi Miike's imprint. That's a fucked up movie too. Yeah, that that one's fucked up. That one will make you fucking cringe, man. That one's fucking brutal. I would love there. I I love Asian horror. Uh, I I'm a big fan. I can highly recommend some fucking Asian horror. Like I would love to do. Uh, well, Kenneth and I already did it actually. So never mind. I was gonna say I'd love to do. I saw the devil. Kenneth and I already did that one. Yeah, you did. Um, and Kenneth didn't yeah, like let's, it as much as he I was just supposed to say, let's, let's, let's do that again so that way I can tell more people how I just wasn't that impressed with it. Oh, my God. I hate when I've never actually so seen it. wrong. Oh, Jay, you would love it. That was back when you guys were uh, 
Like it was like every other episode, you're like, Kev has time, let's do a movie. Yeah, because we couldn't line up uh, yep. with how we all yeah. worked. It was fucking impossible. Now, currently, we're good because we all have like we record same time every night, Sunday night, and that's when we record. Be there, or be square, um, and it works out for us. But uh, yeah, tons of movies I would love to do. Heather. What movies would you like for us to do? I was actually just thinking of that. I really liked it when you guys did some top tens. Now I know you've done like a top ten. What was the top ten you guys did? Like your favorite movies? Uh, we did, you did our, it with Carly. Yeah, we did our top ten favorite movies. Um, we did our our uh, best of decades, mm-hmm. which we we could do it again, but we'd be fucking with decades that Jay doesn't have a lot of experience with. What about? Listen, but I might have more of the experience than we think. Though. I just have to look at them. What about if you guys did international horror? Like and you our, chose maybe five movies or whatever, three movies each. To review or do a top? To review, like your top three. Uh, well, because then we're going to do nine movies. Yeah, one. that's reviewing nine movies. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's true. That'd be a long, a that'd list. be like a five-hour episode, which I've heard from other podcasts. Yeah, but. no, I'm not doing a five-hour episode. Yeah, me either. Uh, I've but done. I really do long some long. more foreign films. I think that's well, not foreign, but outside of North America. So uh, definitely well, porn. Got it. Well, we yeah, could porn. Sure. Didn't we? Haven't we done a show com. like that before? Haven't we done a show where we did like our favorite and then our runner-up? Uh, that would be the best of shows where we did like the best of the 1980s and then we did like. Right, right. So why can't we do? Because I'm, I, I've actually got. After doing this, I've actually, I'm, I'm, I actually want to do something with where we do something like that with international films because all of us enjoy certain international films. Like I'm, I, you, I really, really dig Asian horror and I dig fucking German horror. What do German you, horror is really good. Would you want to just do like a, a top 10 international or like specifically like a top 10 Asian? Um, cause I would love to do a top 10 Asian horror. I mean, that'd be cool. Any Asian country, any Asian country. Yeah, Koreans mm. put out some fucking weird shit. That's actually yeah. a fair amount of countries and I had, to cheer from. Does I? My only problem is, is my one of my, I don't know how much I've seen. One of my favorite South Korean movies, I wouldn't even be able to put on the list because uh, I just don't really consider old boy horror, even though it's one of the best yeah, films but to was, come out. I was thinking about that earlier, man. Fuck. Okay, this is one time where I'm going to say we, we, you know, we fuck the main subject matter here. I would love to do old boy on this show. Oh, I would. Oh, dude, no. If we want to review old boy, I am all fucking about it. I am I completely down. That movie is love so that movie. fucking good. Oh my god, yes. I will fucking have sex with that movie. I have. I have never forgotten to this day. Jerry convinced me to watch that. Yes, that was a badass. It's a great movie. movie. It it really is. Um, yeah, fuck, I love that movie. If you've never seen Old Boy, the original Korean version. You need to watch it. And it has a really good dub, so you can watch it in English. Um, I think I have the... I'm going to look at my... Uh, I have the, sure I have I've got the DVD. Blu-ray sitting over here. Um, but it's absolutely phenomenal. You need to see that. Uh, but I yeah, do not have a boy. I would, don't pay attention to the American one. Yeah, don't watch the American one unless you just want to see Elizabeth Olsen naked. And yeah, Josh that movie Roland was just, naked. That movie was just not good. Yeah, no. Um, it misses the whole, it just didn't hit. But yeah, I would love to do like a top 10 Asian or a top 10 international um, one. I would, I, I always love to tackle more international movies. Uh, 
Though, to be fair, we've done a pretty good job. We've tackled quite a bit of international movies. We've covered quite a bit of Italian films. We've done Asian films. Uh, we've done, like, we did Maribito. Um, we've done I Saw the Devil. We have tackled Germany with Cannibal. Mm-hmm. Uh, have we ever done a British film? Well, you'd always do Shaun of the Dead. We could do Dead. 28 Days. <laughs> I like Shaun of the Dead more than 28 Days, but I feel like 28 Days is... Oh, no. let's do it then. If you don't fucking like it, let's do it. Uh, I know I don't. It's not that I don't like it. I'm not a big fan of zombie films, even though this is more of a virus film. I still love so, virus films under zombie. Well, maybe I should save that for that episode. I have a whole speech about that movie being a zombie film. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, people who are listening, let us know what you want us to do. Throw some ideas. Um I've got tons of ideas in the bag. It's just a matter of like mixing them in with what y'all might want to hear uh, right. on top of what I just want to do or Kenneth and Jay want to do. Well, I know eventually we're going to tackle The Matrix because Jay and I want to do it, and Jerry's just going to come along for the ride. Doesn't Jerry hate The Matrix? I yeah, do. That's the point. Jerry that's hates the, the point. Episode. I hate The Matrix, Jerry. Like, I don't love action either. I'm not a huge action fan, but The Matrix is a pretty good movie. Because what I've seen fuck? Ghost in the Shell. It's not okay. anything like that. Except for all the style from Ghost in the Shell they fucking jacked I'm sorry, off. I can't say anything. I watched a fucking video the other day about The Matrix, and when I watched that, and then after I watched Ghost in the Shell, there are clearly shit that goddamn the Wachowski brothers ripped off of Ghost in the Shell. Oh, yeah. So, listen, they definitely have their inspirations, but... Homage and ripoff. Homage and ripoff are merely a point of view. Right. I mean, because there are some things in there that's just like, you know. But I still think that The Matrix is a fucking great movie. We'll do an. I, we'll do. We'll do a fucking Jerry hates action. I'm. I'm fucking. I'm down. I mean, I don't care. Like, I'll. I'll, I'll do it on The Matrix. I've got the Blu-ray. Kenneth bought me the 4K, so I'm gonna watch it in fucking 4K. Yeah, that was a guarantee that we have to do it because I fucking spent goddamn almost twenty five bucks on that Blu-ray. Yeah, so did that, I give you the code? I put the code in the group for Kenneth. This was long have. before that. This was long before that. Oh, well, I, I thought you were. It was uh, the first time that yeah, you did, and I took them. But this was like when we first talked about Jerry doing the Matrix. I was just like, yeah, okay, yeah, well, I we're fucking. That. I just yeah. couldn't. Uh, I couldn't remember if you needed the code or what the deal was. Oh yeah. no, I got them. I mean, hell, I got the movies already. I just didn't have them in digital. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I've got. Yeah, I upgraded my Blu-ray when I got my 4K TV. It was the first movie I bought 4K. The Blu-ray that I've got for the first Matrix film is the one that looks like a book. That's got. Yeah, it looks like a book, and it's like iridescent on the outside and shit. It's fucking cool. Yeah, I don't know. So we'll have to we'll have to do then we'll we'll be doing a Jerry Hates action at some point over the summer, and it it will most likely be on the it will be on the Matrix. That will be the next episode of Jerry Hates action. So excited for the Matrix. Um, uh, oh fuck me. Other than that, um, I don't know what the next Kill the Cast episode is going to be. Um, I'm obviously going on vacation for Fourth of July, so it may be like two or three weeks before another episode actually uh comes out because uh, yeah i think jerry has given me creative reign to pick the next one yeah kenneth picks the next episode Ooh. of kill the cast um, sweet so we're all watching emmanuel in space Woohoo! yeah baby yo i fuck with the emmanuel movies you ever read the real <laughs> the fucking real life story on that shit it's crazy no i just um, thought they were softcore porn they are softcore porn um but still humanoids from the deep uh i love humanoids from the deep 
<laughs> yeah, we reviewed that movie like twelve times, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think um, I'm. A, I think we're finally gonna do it, guys. I know exactly what we're gonna do. We're finally gonna do it. A wet dream on Elm Street. Oh my God, oh. that'd be amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> it should. No, no. Only if it's a Coliseum against the Friday the Thirteenth one. <laughs> you want us to do oh, a I horror Coliseum on porn. porn? Oh, I. Oh, I do. Oh, yes, I, am I totally do. Down. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm telling you guys. I'm over here like, I would like to do a horror coliseum on Pulse versus Cairo so we can get into how depression is related to uh, the internet society. And And Heather's over here like. Freddie's dick and Jason's dick, which one's bigger? She's over here like. Kind of talk about it. That's all. You guys want to do a horror coliseum on Edward Penis Hands? Because that'd be cool. (laughs) Fuck yeah. (laughs) I'm telling you, man, we have been talking about doing a porno on this show for three fucking years. Let's do it. Well, Kenneth, I gave you free range. If you say it, I we can literally do it next weekend before I go on vacation for Fourth of July. If you want to do that, it, I want to record that show with you here. No, 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 no. I'm saying, well, I don't go on vacation this weekend. I go on the vacation the weekend after. I'm just saying, if I we do a porno, I want. Okay, if we do a porno, I want fucking you looking me in the face. Oh my god. <laughs> He's like, yes. Come on, Jerry. Let's talk about cocks and tits. Let's do this. And that's the scene I came to. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, uh, our next episode might be reviewing a porno. Um, I don't know. Kenneth has full control over the next episode, so don't blame me. Um, blame him and Heather. Yeah, I'll take blame. I think it'd be um, funny fucking hilarious. Or congratulate. Okay. Yeah, well, congratulate. you might have the most listeners ever, Jerry. Maybe. I don't fucking know. Um, uh, the next episode of Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space for July will be on the original Mothra. We just did Godzilla vs. Biollante, where we pissed a bunch of people off. Uh, so that was fun. And uh, I've got some guest appearances on Married with Children coming up. So check that out if you're into the Married with Children uh, podcast. And uh, I'm streaming now, and Jay is going to be working on some YouTube videos soon, hopefully. So that should yeah, be hopefully. dope. So I got one more long week ahead of me, and then my evenings are finally opened up. So yeah, I should be less tired on my days off and able to pump out some content. Jerry, what? Can I say something before we end? Uh, yes. You can say whatever Please you want as long it. as it's not trying say to convince me to do a horror coliseum on porno. <laughs> well, no. So I was talking to Jerry and I would really like to do a all female podcast. So I just wondered if I could do a little announcement out to any female listeners that if they're interested to find me on Facebook, maybe we can chat about doing one in the future. Yes, I will. I've already offered to host it on Kill the Cast and uh, I will also help with producing it, uh, editing and, uh, you know, helping tighten up and help help all that ship up, record it and all that. So, um, if you are interested in doing that with Heather, reach out to her, or if you don't have her, reach out to me, and I'll get y'all linked up. Um, and uh, become a uh, become an all female uh, podcast, uh, and we'll, we'll I'll put it out on Kill the Cast's feed. I will help produce it, all that jazz. I will literally Jerry's awesome. I will literally sit in and be quiet, unless they go. No, we hey, wouldn't producer, want you to be quiet. Hey, producer Jerry. 
blah 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 then i'll talk otherwise i like i would i'm just going to help i'm just going to be a producer uh so if you want to make that happen hit up heather it'll be dope and uh like i said i will help and uh uh as much as i can on it so he'll be a producer like spielberg was on poltergeist (laughs) okay let's not go that far (laughs) thanks jerry not a problem uh so with that being said thank you for joining us here at kill the cast check us out on youtube check out uh our new shirts uh check out kenneth's instagram there are links in the description for all that jazz come join us in the facebook group if you like horror memes check out the facebook page i am on there killing it with facebook memes i know about it on that game um and uh, if you want a little bit of more than me, but you want to see me play video games, come check out the fucking stream. Uh, you can check out Kenneth on Chatterbait. Uh, not on there. He's usually just watching, but you can see him on there. I'm on my free cam also. Uh, and my free Silent cam. Silent Hill 66. That's me. Uh, you can find him. So check that out. Um, you can also check out uh, Jay and I, uh, two diabetics, one needle. Um, <laughs> oh, that insulin is so good. Oh, fuck. I don't feel any cramps. I that need some insulin, become... man. You got to make me come first. Then you'll get your <laughs> insulin. That right there is going to be my next set of stickers that I order from Sticker Mule. <laughs> what? Two diabetics, one needle. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can check us on all, all that jazz. Thank you for joining us for this very deep episode uh, and then for our crazy talk afterwards. Yeah. And uh, let us know in the Facebook group what you would like to uh, hear us do or in the YouTube comments. Um, you know, we're there. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you can find Pornhub. a fucking pocket. Pornhub. Technically, we could. I can actually make a Pornhub account and put us on there. That'd be uh, awesome. Uh, we can. I can. Kenneth, one day, if you, like, drive up here. Uh, I will set us up uh, and fucking record us doing a commentary over a porno. Um, ah. Nice. And upload it to Pornhub. Um, uh, can we Dutch rudder it while we're doing it? Because we can put that on Pornhub too, sweetheart. Technically, yes, we can. Uh, I don't think people want to see two tiny dicks jack off to Edward Penis hands, but you hey, never man, know what, what the world wants. Guys, you just know? send me the link when you're done so I can watch it. Okay. <laughs> It's like um, that, that, that I've fucking got some line on Zach and Mary making porno, man. If it's somebody that I know, I'll totally watch it. <laughs> yeah, don't invite me to your wedding. Invite me to your honeymoon night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't want to see you get married. I want to see you fuck. So. Yes, yeah, more entertaining. Dim the rules. So, uh, thank you uh, for joining us. We love you. I'm fucking awful at outros, uh, you know, because the dead shine all night long. Uh, thank you to Heather for uh, joining us for this lovely occasion. Um, we also, uh, you can earn three points by guessing how many times Jay has tried to kill himself, how many times I have tried to kill myself, and if you've listened uh, to our past episodes, if you can remember what I tried to use to kill myself back in October, you can earn points off this. It's now a video game. Um, <laughs> the answer is prime for me, by the way. <laughs> uh, so, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. 
We are going to get out of here. Anyone got anything last things they say? Jay, got any last words? No. I love you guys. Don't kill yourself by jumping in front of a train without telling me first. Yeah, he wants to watch it in Toronto. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Heather, you got any parting words for the audience? No, just thanks for having me back. It's always good times. I said for the audience, not us. Anyway, Kenneth, (laughs) you got any parting words? Cox and tits. You heard it here first. We we are a highbrow uh, <laughs> podcast. What on earth could get? So la wa na mdo mo aoku hito wa na zekai tsumo koi ni ochite yuku mishiranu kiroi. Because death, because death, because death, a shine on our own. Make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, 
Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.